nurses, what part do myths and stories play in explaining aspects of our careers and our profession? How can we relate nursing to the stories of Hercules, Sisyphus, and Don Quixote? Let's find out right here on episode 122 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation and my online tribe. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. The Nurse Keith Show is now reaching listeners on six, yes, six continents, and I'm super grateful for everyone out there who's tuning in, whether you're in Africa, Europe, the Middle East, Russia, South America, Mexico and Central America, the United States or Canada. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really grateful that you all are there. And like I keep saying, if you know a nurse in Antarctica, please tell him or her to tune in so that I can reach seven continents. Anyway, I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Podcasters along with RNFM Radio, Elizabeth Scala's Your Next Shift the Gluten-Free RN with Nadine Grishkoyak, and our newest addition to the Pulse Media family, Sarah Santa Croce's Introvert Biz Growth Podcast. Whether you're a business owner or not, you'll enjoy Sarah Santa Croce's Introvert Biz Growth Podcast, especially if you're an introvert, as many of us are. You know, her smart interviews with introverted entrepreneurs and business people around the world shed light on how introverted people can still have successful careers. So whether you have a business or not, there is gold to mine on Sarah's show, and I recommend checking it out over at PulseMediaNetwork.com or find it on iTunes. You can find The Nurse Keith Show on iTunes as well. Please leave a rating and review if you are moved to. It really helps other people find the show. And if you want to find today's show notes, head over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 122. That is nursekeith.com forward slash episode 122. Anyway, I am, of course, thrilled you're here. Let's hop on over into the studio and dig right into today's juicy, story-filled topic. Folks, over on my blog, Digital Doorway, with which many of you are familiar, I frequently like to use stories, and I also love metaphor many of which I've used here on The Nurse Keith Show, I use them to elucidate the various points I'm trying to make about nurses, nursing, healthcare, etc., etc. And on this podcast, the spoken word is important. And of course, the spoken word often leads us to stories. And three stories or myths that I have frequently spoken about and written about are the stories of Hercules and Sisyphus and also of Don Quixote. These are very important stories in the history of humanity. They're referenced, God, thousands, millions of times. And I actually use them again and again to illustrate points I'm trying to make, even when I'm speaking on stage. Now, if you think about Hercules, Hercules was a man who 
many of us would picture as brawny and muscle-bound and heroic and etc., etc. And he was actually the Roman version of the Greek story of Heracles. We don't always hear about Heracles. We hear about Hercules. And strength and heroism were really the mainstays of the Herculean story. When we think about the stories of nurses and our nursing careers, we can actually characterize the work that we nurses do as being Herculean in nature. So think about it. As nurses, we work under extremely difficult conditions. Many times it's under conditions that workers in other industries would never stand for. Think about it. Going 12 hours without food, water, or the ability to urinate. Working mandatory overtime. Performing back-breaking transfers without the help of anyone else or any equipment to help us do it without hurting ourselves. Nursing is, let's face it, it is Herculean. The healthcare system, the Affordable Care Act, insurance, think about all of the different factors, socioeconomic and other, that are affecting and impacting the work that we do, the patients we care for, and the system that we're a part of, whether we like it or not. Sometimes we are forced into situations where we have to care for more patients than would be prudent. Nurse-patient ratios go crazy, and we end up running around like chickens with our heads cut off, unable to provide the safe, optimal care that we know we should be practicing. So whether it's mandatory overtime, unsafe staffing practices, everything and anything that keeps us nurses behind the eight ball, that causes us to potentially lose our equanimity under very difficult conditions. And we can say that it was Herculean. Now, I mentioned earlier that Hercules was a hero, and I would like to propose that nursing is also a very heroic act, a noble and heroic profession. We often perform feats of we could say incredible physical, mental, intellectual, spiritual, and emotional strength. We are at the bedsides of the dying. We give people spiritual succor. We have to be intellectually and mentally and emotionally astute. We need relational intelligence, emotional intelligence. Those are amazing things that we need to accomplish on a day-to-day basis, just as Hercules had to accomplish great feats of physical strength and heroism in the myths and stories that were written about him. So I'd like you to reflect on the ways in which your nursing career or even your nursing education were Herculean in nature. What kind of strength did you have to bring to the table? What stories can be told and retold and celebrated about nurses to give other nurses inspiration for their careers and inspiration to fight the good fight out there, to do the heroic work that's necessary to keep healthcare 
afloat to keep our nursing profession alive and well and to keep us alive and well as we sometimes limp along in the course of our careers. So I really want you to think about that. I want you to think about Hercules and I want you to think about the ways in which what you do on a day-to-day, month-to-month or year-to-year basis is Herculean. Now, moving on to Sisyphus, some of you may have heard of Sisyphus maybe back in high school if you read books by Albert Camus, the French existential author. He wrote a book called The Myth of Sisyphus, or you may have read it in Greek mythology. And basically, if I tell it in its most simple form. It's the myth of the king who was being punished for aberrant behavior, you could say, and his punishment was to have to roll a giant boulder up a large hill all day, every day. And then at night, when the sun went down, the boulder would roll to the bottom of the hill, and the next morning he'd have to get up and roll that boulder back up the hill, only to have it roll back down. And this myth stated that his punishment of rolling this boulder perpetually up the hill would go on for eternity. So if we believe the myth, Sisyphus is still there somewhere rolling this boulder up the hill and having to do it day in and day out. Does that sound like nursing to you? Does that sound like any aspect of your career that really feels like it's a losing battle that you're just banging your head against the same wall over and over. And that actually was an episode of the Nurse Keith show and a blog post that I wrote about banging one's head against the same wall over and over and over again. So for nurses, we could probably relate to the Sisyphean dilemma of having to do the same thing over and over again all day, every day, just so we can, let's say, bring home the bacon at the end of the week. That might seem crazy, but that's what a lot of nurses end up doing. They end up waging that Sisyphean battle that seems to have no end in sight. So other aspects of the Sisyphean nature of nursing might have to do with, let's say, difficulties in communication with other members of the team, like let's say physicians or surgeons, people who don't respect us, people who don't value nurses for what they bring to the table. It might have to do with, for instance, something I've written about before, the ways in which the media misrepresent our profession. They propagate myths about nurses and nursing, and they don't allow the public to really learn about what nurses really are and what we really do. That can be really frustrating for us. So rolling that rock up the hill every day at work isn't really any fun. I know it. I've been there. I've done it. And you know what happens when that happens? burnout and compassion fatigue set in. We get eaten up from the inside. And like I've talked about and written about before, I've been there. I've seen the face of burnout right in my own life, in my own relationship with my work and my career. And it's no fun. And like I said, beating your head against that same wall every day is just going to result in a headache and a bloody forehead. It's not going to change anything. And you know, (laughs) That definition of insanity that people like to quote, and I like to quote too, and that definition of insanity that we talk about is doing the same thing over and over again 
and expecting different results. That is the definition of insanity, and one might say that Sisyphus might have been a little insane. Why didn't he just walk away? Now, that was a Greek myth, and there was probably some magical spell over him. He couldn't just walk away. He had to roll that boulder up the hill every day because he had no choice. However, my friends, nursing, and this is where the career advice is coming in now very clearly, nursing does not have to be Sisyphean in nature. You do not need to be a martyr to your career. If there are aspects of your career that are eating you up or beating you up or otherwise causing you unhappiness or to feel thwarted in your personal growth or your spiritual or emotional well-being and you're not happy, it's time to decide, well, you know what? I'm not going to push this boulder up the hill anymore. I'm actually going to walk away. And you know what? There's no magical spell over you except maybe for the magical spell of a paycheck or health insurance, or benefits, or the need to put food on the table, but there are other jobs out there. There are other ways to make money. And if your career, or specifically if your workplace, is causing you to feel like Sisyphus and not like Hercules, then there's something that needs to be done, and that often means walking away, ripping up the contract, just saying adios and exiting stage left. So if there are aspects of your career that feel like punishment, we need to look at those very deeply and decide which ones we can change without leaving the workplace where we are and which ones are non-negotiable and just simply cannot be changed without leaving. So folks, I want to give you permission to look at your career in this way. And if you are embodying some of the energy of Sisyphus on a daily or weekly or monthly or yearly basis, it's time to do something and take action. And you can call me up and talk to me if you're feeling like you're not sure what those actions are. And that is how the story of Sisyphus can really directly be related to our nursing careers. Hey folks, I want to take a quick pause for the cause here to remind you that I'm going to be speaking once again at the National Nurses and Business Association Annual Conference in St. Pete's Beach, Florida, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2017. If you have even a tiny interest in starting a business or a side hustle as a nurse entrepreneur, the NNBA conference is the premier place to be in order to light the fire of nurse entrepreneurship in your heart and mind. And you know what? Kevin Ross and Elizabeth Scala from RNFM Radio and the Pulse Media Network are going to be joining me in presenting a pre-conference workshop on the power of podcasting. That's right. If you would like to launch a podcast, whether it's related to nursing and healthcare or something entirely different, you can learn from us. We're the experts and you can come away with everything you need to know to launch your own podcast. There are also going to be pre-conference workshops on legal nurse consulting, on the business of blogging, so many great ways to learn, so many awesome people to meet. This is my favorite conference of the year. So head over to the show notes for this episode and click on the links for more information. I will see you in Florida at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference, September 8th through 10th, 2017. 
finally, our third story or myth or whatever we'd like to call it is the story of Don Quixote, which was written by Cervantes several centuries ago and continues to be quite evocative to us even to this day. You might remember him as a tragic figure who maybe was seen as mentally ill or maybe even delusional or schizophrenic, who fought against imaginary monsters and giants who were in the story represented by windmills. And there are plenty of deep academic treatises or <laughs> treatises treatises on why the story of Don Quixote is so important. And that's because Yes, we can see him as railing and fighting against monsters that don't exist, but we can also see him in other ways in which he is actually cuts quite a heroic figure. And let's dive into that a little bit. You see, in 2015, I wrote a blog post about the quixotic nurse, and the quixotic nurse or the quixotic person is often defined as a person who's really idealistic and also generally impractical and unrealistic and many other terms that disparage the quixotic person. Now, in the universe of Don Quixote and Cervantes, we also consider the energies or the aspects of personality, including chivalry, honor, justice, the push for truth against questioning the status quo. And really, in terms of Quixote, we can also see him as rebelling against authority. And if you can't relate to that in terms of nursing, think a little more deeply about all of the injustices that we see within the healthcare system here in the United States or elsewhere. You see, as I wrote back in 2015, the quixotic nurse can see the disempowering impatience as an issue of social justice, or maybe even an issue of abuse of authority. And any of these common practices that we nurses feel we have the power to potentially change could be seen or construed by others as quixotic in nature. You can't change the system. You're a lowly nurse. There's nothing you can do about it. You're chasing windmills. Now, could you have told, let's say, Florence Nightingale that she was chasing windmills when she wanted to push for, actually she did push for, better sanitation, cleanliness, the cleaning of bandages, the washing of clothes, all of the things that pertain to germ theory and the ways in which she wanted to fight against infection in the soldiers she was caring for with her colleagues in the Crimea. Now, some of the doctors scoffed at her, and they might have certainly seen that as a quixotic quest because, you know, she was trying to fix something that they didn't even see was an issue. They didn't even recognize or didn't want to recognize that these soldiers could be saved by improved sanitation and cleanliness. But you know what? They were. Florence created the practice of biostatistics, which no one had really practiced before. And that led to amazing changes within the healthcare system and the practice of nursing and medicine. Now, that could also be characterized as quixotic and crazy and delusional and a 
result of mental illness or misplaced thought or anger, but in a sense, she really had something going on and she revolutionized patient care for eternity. So we can say that she was quixotic, but in her quixoticness, she was actually able to move the needle and change the course of the world. You know, people looked back at Mahatma Gandhi or Martin Luther King as quixotic. People saw them as crazy. You know, Mahatma Gandhi did his famous march to the ocean in order to make salt because the British were charging so much money and tax on salt. And he knew that salt could be made very simply by poor people by going to the ocean and making it themselves. And many people died and suffered physically at the hands of the British imperialists who didn't want them to be able to make salt on their own. They wanted to make money from that salt. That could have been characterized as a quixotic quest. And sure, plenty of people suffered, but it actually eventually brought about the end of British colonial rule in India and led to India's independence and their rise as a major world power. Or we can also relate this to Martin Luther King, and you all know the story of what he did, which could have been seen as quixotic and crazy, but he really changed the course of American and world history by marching and railing and fighting the good fight for racial equality here in the U.S., which actually affected people around the world. So if we want to relate this to nursing even more deeply, you see, If we nurses want to change something, if we see that there are steps that can be taken either in our workplaces or in our careers, that might be our own personal windmill. That might be the thing that people tell us isn't really there. But sometimes we need to be the revolutionaries to say, yes, there actually is something there and I'm going to write a book about it. So as nurses, you have the authority, you have the gumption, you have the expertise, the intellectual and emotional and spiritual prowess to attack any of these problems that others might see as imaginary, as quixotic, as crazy, as delusional. And you can bring those forward and offer solutions even when others are rejecting that offering that you have there right on the table just because you're a nurse. So, Nursing and healthcare, as you all know, is filled with ethical dilemmas, moral dilemmas, whether it's in terms of people losing their health insurance under the Affordable Care Act or the potential dissolution of the Affordable Care Act. It's about patients' rights. It's about labor practices. It's about practices related to the behavior of healthcare providers or the quality of care. It doesn't really matter what your personal windmill is, what your personal issue is. That can be the thing that drives your nursing career. So having a quixotic dream, having something that you feel you want to accomplish in your career, that is for you to decide. You may have people telling you, you know, you can't write a book or You can't launch a podcast or become a well-known nurse speaker or start a business as a nurse or 
earn your PhD and change the course of nursing education for everyone, people will try to tell you that you can't do those things, my friends. And what I want to tell you is that use Florence Nightingale, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Don Quixote as examples of people, whether mythical or not, who were able to do something new, do something novel and powerful in the face of forces who were telling them that it couldn't be done. So good old Florence, you know, she carpe diem, she seized the day, she changed the course of battlefield medicine and launched the science of nursing practice as we know it today. Her windmill was enormous. Oh my God, she had so many forces arrayed against her and she fought against a very ingrained form of, you could call it medical patriarchy that, you know, the average 21st century nurse probably still faces today, but Florence set the bar pretty high. And the odds are that many of us have probably been influenced by her thinking over the course of our careers. So folks, the point here is that whether you can relate to the stories of Hercules, Sisyphus, Don Quixote, or any other stories or myths or legends that come down the pike that you can relate to your career, I want you to look at your career in that particular lens, through the prism of that story. I know this is very metaphorical, but metaphor is very, very useful in looking at our lives in new and novel ways. And for you, my friends, my nurse friends, this is a way to examine your career, to examine the things that light you up, the things that really bring you happiness, the things that make you feel like you're useful in the world, that you're providing a service that has such value and really needs to be honored for what it truly is. And nursing certainly does need to be honored and is honored by many people. So your job is to examine your life and your career for the Herculean feats of strength and endurance and heroism that you accomplish every day, or the feats of strength and endurance and heroism that you want to accomplish, and then create a career where you can actually do those things, and you can do those things. If you'd like to examine your life and career in the form of Don Quixote, you can look at what your personal windmills are. What are the things you want to fight against? What's the good fight that you would like to wage? Or what are the things you'd like to accomplish? And when you can examine your life and then determine what those accomplishments are, those goals, those aspirations for your career, whether it's a PhD, a pediatric nursing certification, or publishing your first book. It doesn't really matter. It's really only what matters to you in your heart. And if you need my support to get there, I'm here for you, and I will do everything I can in my power <laughs> to help you let go of rolling that boulder up the hill, seize upon your Herculean strength, fight that battle, create that, that life that you really want for yourself. So there you have it, folks. That's a little 
diatribe about stories and myths and legends. I really appreciate you listening. This has been a string of, I think, three quite metaphorical and inspirational episodes in a row. I hope that's okay with you. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode, and I want you to take some inspired and heroic action every day in the interest of your professional career, your satisfaction, and your development as a nurse. And did you know that you can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? That's right. Listener Bradley Sandoval of Florida just became a patron, and I'm so grateful to him for pledging his monthly support in exchange for the value that he believes he receives from this podcast every week. He and I have been in touch by email recently. I'm actually going to meet him at the National Nurses and Business Association conference coming up in September. And if you want to become a patron just like Bradley, you can can pledge, let's say, $10 a month, and you will actually get quite a bit in return for that $10 a month. You'll get a copy of my new book. I'll send you a lovely postcard from Santa Fe or New Mexico to give you a hint about the beauty and the wonder of life here in the desert Southwest. And I'll also mention your name on the show and thank you several times for pledging your support to the Nurse Keith show. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, just like Bradley did, and become a patron of the Nurse Keith show. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith. The Nurse Keith show is edited and produced by the wonderful Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com, and social media and promotion are handled by the equally wonderful Mark Cappy Speeson, my eternal gratitude every week, every month, every year to Tim and Mark for making this show what it is. Sign up for my newsletter over at nursekeith.com. In exchange for signing up, you'll receive my newly revised 12-page LinkedIn profile makeover guide and a series of 12 helpful emails related to growing your nursing career in really savvy ways. And you know what? The second edition of my first book, Savvy Networking for Nurses, is now out on Amazon. And my new book, Aspire to be Inspired, Creating a Nursing Career That Matters, is also now out on Amazon. I will have links to those in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 122. So folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and inspired, Herculean and heroic than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, and keep in touch. Adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. 